All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mint Gold Dust podcast. Uh, we are here with Eleanor Britzi and in absentia, Hackatow. Um, Eleanor has been working with Hackatow for a number of years, which we'll get into a little bit later on. And she is acting as their spokesperson um, because they do not appear in or wish to speak publicly at this time or maybe at any time. So. <laughs> So we'll be talking to Eleonora today. So Eleonora, um, how, how did you initially meet Hackatow and how did they decide to, you know, use you as their spokesperson and kind of portal to the world at large? Yeah. Hi, Peter. Today it's me and <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, yeah, I, uh, prefer to call myself like the voice of Hakatao, not okay. really like a serious spokesperson. But um, yeah, I met them um, in September 2019. And mm -hmm. uh, since then, really, like we never stopped working together. I met them because I interviewed them um, for MOCTA, the Museum of um, uh, uh, contemporary and digital art. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I had this long interview with them. I was in New York and they were in Italy. And um, I don't know, something uh, really clicked. And uh, we started working together and we are still um, collaborating today. We work on many projects together. I'm usually uh, the curator of uh, some of their projects. And uh, do they, are you their sole voice to the world or do they interact with other, or is it, they just prefer to work with you? Um, uh, look, one year ago, um, I was really in this role. Like I was um, mm. the one uh, talking and speaking for them. So even like in podcasts like this, interviews, I will yeah. do this. Uh, at the moment, the situation got very much busy for everyone in the crypto art space. So, uh, you know, there are other people uh, who would also do interviews, but um, I am, uh, again, like I curate um, uh, many of their projects. And when I uh, take care of curation, I also take care of um, everything that comes. Everything else uh, goes yeah. So, uh Hackatow, for the people that might not know, are it's not one artist; it is two artists. So, how did they, uh, how did they initially meet, and what was it that led them to, you know, how did their artistic outlooks, hand meets glove type of thing, that they work together and fit? Yeah, 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 and fit exactly. I, um, I was writing this uh, bio for Akatao like a few months, like a couple of months ago. It, it was actually, mm. we called it like the story because it's not really a bio. It's, it's a bit more uh, magical because it, it really was like apparently a magical encounter. They are Hakatao, wow. they are um, artists do, but they're also a couple in life. So, you know, uh, some kind of energy uh, must have... Um, you know, these two different and very different energies met uh, in Milan back then. And it was 2007. Right. I believe that they met for the first time before 2007. But then they uh, met back um, after that and they started what, you know, are still doing right now. So um, mm -hmm. uh, at the time they were working it, both of them in advertising, uh, but uh, they you know, kind of like uh, stopped uh, working there, quit and uh, started to do art. 
Um, and uh, yes, they started with these little sculptures, uh, which are like totems, uh, you know, like uh, magic totems, where they're, they're little, um, these little creatures covered uh, with uh, color and drawings uh, that usually mm -hmm. represent our in inner demons. Um, and, you know, okay. like uh, Nadia, who is the female part of Hakatao, uh, will say that, you know, they were very like, they, 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 needed, they needed clothes and they needed color when uh, she met for the first time the creatures. And so she will give uh, the color to them. And this is how everything started. And then from there, they you know, experimented with canvases and uh, many other uh, tools. But yeah, so it's two people, it's not one. And I think that it's very um, evident at first sight from their, like if you look at their art pieces. And so you see mm -hmm. these um, two very different styles that as you were saying, like they fit very well. You have the colorful flat style, very pop, which is, what the part that Nadia takes care of, and then you have mm -hmm. the drawings part, black and white, very detailed, and um, right. and yeah, and that's uh, Sergio who takes care of of that. Yeah, so I'm curious about that because in artistic collaborations, two is really the magic number, um, and is much greater than some of its parts. You know, one is one, three can get crowded. Two somehow seems to be the perfect. Um, duality where ideas can bounce off each other and something can really uh, become become more than just each person's discrete ideas. So did they find that style from the beginning or is that something that's taken them a while to develop? No, yeah. He, he So it took them a while. Um, obviously, they were when they met, they were already coming from an artistic background. Sergio mm. will uh, make art, you know, back then, uh, and Nadia as well, uh, um, in uh, different ways. And even when they got together, you know, the style wasn't there. It took um, a while to refine everything. They even said that when they... For instance, when, when they moved like in 2012 from the city to the mountains, they used to live in Milan. Yeah. Even the, you know, the, the colors that they would use changed because they were surrounded by nature. So the inspiration and, and mm. the way you like with your eyes, you filter, you know, like it, obviously the colors of the mountain are not the same colors of Milan. And um, even like, mm talking about the inks that they were using for the inks for the mm -hmm. drum part, like, uh, you know, it became more uh, black and strong and thick. So until reaching that point that um, we all see today, I mean, of course, they are in a constant experimentation, but the style is, is sure. very uh, precise. And also one thing that which is very beautiful and that, as you said, like two, um, Parts are greater than uh, some greater than the sum of its parts. Greater than the so, sum of like, it. So, like one plus one is more than two in an artistic sense, often yes. and in a creative sense. Yeah. Yeah, like they they got to a point where it would it wouldn't be possible to create without each other. Meaning that like right. Sergio needs this. Uh, they call it like a cage that Nadia. Uh, you know traces for him so she starts with the figure 
um, so let's say like of a woman. And so she creates uh, what, you know, the space uh, where he will be drawing. So he knows that he cannot go farther than right. that. Otherwise it will be lost. So it really is uh, very much balanced. They've been creating, they've obviously found their style with crypto art, but for again, the people that might not know, they are original crypto artists before this became mainstream. Like they believe in the medium, they believe in the not just what's happened already, but the potential for what can happen and what's possible in the blockchain artistic space. So what um, what made them, what drew them to crypto art initially? I mean, why back in 2018 when they began crypto art, when there was no mainstream really acceptance at all? I mean, they're really pioneers. What made them choose that and how did they come across it? Did they have experience with cryptocurrency before? You know, was it something that they had heard about it and they were like, oh, I can do art with this? Or how did that all come together? Yeah. So um, I wanted to say that before crypto art, they were already doing art. Like they wouldn't work in advertising right. anymore. So the style was already there. So they would just have, you know, uh, like art shows in uh, physical galleries. So with their canvases uh, mainly with acrylic and graphite um but yes then uh, so when they moved to the mountains in 2012 then after yeah six years it was 2018 uh yeah it's a beautiful story and so uh, i believe that sergio was uh reading his one of his favorite magazines which is called sciences and he read about um the uh, blockchain technology applied to art uh, but he said that, you know, like, no, he read about the blockchain um, on the magazine and he thought about how it could be applied to art. This is why after the article, he Googled like blockchain and art to see if something um, oh, okay. even existing. Yeah, because he always says, you know, like it just it was just making sense to him. Um, and so like Googling, he found art gnome which of course is the blog by Jason Bailey. Um, and so he reached out to Jason and, you know, asking him, you know, what, what, what is this? I, I also thought about mm -hmm. this and Jason um, like answered and reached out to them and really encouraged them to uh, participate with their art um, um, for this very new platform that will launch in like a month. And the platform was super rare. And so right. in April 2018, when Super Rare launched and with the very few artists, um, yeah, Hakata were there with their first um, GIF uh, called Fuck You, a um, uh, very straightforward <laughs> fuck you to, you know, like the That's art. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, to the art system and many other things. Um, yeah. And yes, and then, you know, uh, they started there and and now they're here. And yeah, but yeah, they really believed in the space. There weren't many people believing in the space at the time because obviously, you know, it wasn't not only mainstream, but there, there was not, I don't know, much profit or really like there weren't people. Um, right. I think that it was the their biggest trend uh that of believing in the potential the future potential of the space they never left they never quit uh the crypto art space do they and still do physical art are they creating physical art concurrently or is are they all crypto art now uh even when they were creating in uh physical it will be attached uh to a token so it's you know like okay 
canvas, uh, maybe like animated in AR, and then the A augmented reality animation is tokenized on the blockchain. Right. So actually, what you were just saying, and I was reading some about them as well, they're really, I feel, uh, embracing all aspects of digital art. They're not, it's very, it's much more than I've created some physical art. How do I digitize this? They're really using all the tools available. Like you mentioned augmented reality um, and things like that. So the, they have a real pioneer mindset. It's not every person who reads a magazine article, reads about blockchain, and you know all of a sudden starts to see possibilities and reaches out. So um, what are their kind of stylistic uh, pioneering things that they've done that they've maybe done that no one else has done? Yeah, they uh, keep experimenting, they keep evolving. I don't know if anybody else has done that, but they're always like uh, very keen and open to use new tools, anything that shows up for them. So for instance, so right. first of all, they care a lot uh, about like saying that, you know, digital art was always there for them, like digital tools, like mm -hmm. Sergio always talks about this Amiga computer that he was, you know, like uh, creating with, and, you know, they were already experimenting with digital, but somehow before crypto art, digital art uh, wasn't making uh, so much sense, unfortunately, in the market. Um, and right. so, but then, yes, so the, peculiarity was that you know they're using digital tools but still they are creating on um, paper so even for just 100 digital rps that doesn't really? come on a canvas sergio will draw on a piece of paper and then that will photograph it and put it on the computer and from there nadia will put the colors and animate it so there was already there was very special um, and also, for instance, once they used, uh, they had fun in using Tilt Brush, which is the VR uh, program, yeah. you know, to make the an RPs, and they use augmented reality. And now, for instance, for the last project uh, that they did for Christie's with Leonardo da Vinci, they use 3D uh, modeling and again augmented reality. Um, so. And also, for instance, like a, a few months ago, Sergio started to draw on his iPad. He never did before. It was all like uh, physical graphite. Now he uses the iPad. So it's actually very nice to see time lapses of the art pieces. Just keep oh. um, evolving, you know, and they are very... Um, uh, they feel very, you know, like um, special about collaborations. If you look at their art, they collaborate. Uh, they really believe in collaborations. And for instance, they have this element of music. All their art pieces, uh, when you hear the music of the animations, is always customized, for instance. So they will ask a musician right. to do it for them. It's never taken from here and there. So very... Um, careful about this possibility that only crypto art gives of, you know, more disciplines to coexist uh, together. Right. So you've mentioned uh, music in Christie's. So let's talk a little bit about the Leonardo project that you have going on with um, Blondie right now. Yeah, so two projects. There is the Leonardo oh, two projects. project that Sorry. happened for uh, and it was for Christie's like uh, less than a mm -hmm. month ago. 
Uh, and then, yeah, we have an um, uh, upcoming project of, on August 6th uh, with uh, Blondie, the, the New York band. Um, so I was, uh, I am the curator of both projects. So maybe I could also tell you a little bit about the curatorial concept that <clears throat> sure. uh, I really care about. So, uh, what, you know, when Chris is asked, um, Hakatao about, uh, like creating a digital art piece on a Leonardo original drawing, you know, it's always, I was like, oh, I feel some <laughs> pressure, but somehow they're always right. very calm. They're like, you know, it's a different time. Now it's our time. Let's do this. They already did. We a... live in the mountains, you know, it's a very <laughs> calm place. <It's> like... <laughs> yeah. Always very like a Zen about it. Yeah. And, but then, you know, like we really started thinking about it because it is true that there's no difference. I mean, you know, like this guy from Christie's was um, joking that if Leonardo was here, uh, he would probably use NFTs. And I said that if Leonardo oh, was absolutely. here, yeah, he would probably yeah, have I invented. Think all the time. <laughs> he would probably yeah, have invented I mean, if, NFTs. Imagine, so imagine if, like, uh, you know, Oscar Wilde, the, the writer, yeah. if he if he could have been on Twitter, he he would be the king of Twitter. You know, it's <laughs> like. Just like the most brilliant things that come and Leonardo, it's like if those those people would absolutely be on the forefront. So so sorry, I just I really agree with that. I think that's yeah. Cool. yeah. And so, so you know, like uh, Leonardo, Oscar Wilde, it's 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 just uh, same spirit, um, uh, right? Different time. That that's just that yeah. that's, that's the only thing. Different and so. Tools. Yeah, right. and different tools. And so uh, we were digging into this concept and really like uh, talking about like celebrating art, really like, okay, mm -hmm. art, you know, that doesn't know space nor time. It's a continuum. It, it yeah. back then was called Renaissance art, which was very contemporary and very like um, rebel. And today it's called crypto art, uh, very contemporary and very out of, right? Like um, outside, uh, yeah out of the box, outside the box. Um, and so, yeah, so there, there was this um, head of a bear by Leonardo and they created, so you, if you scan right. the head with an app, uh, like the, the, the bear actually comes to, to life, you know, so like he is alive. Uh -huh. And so they kind of like, um, uh, you know, gave the possibility to the bear to relive uh in the metaverse and that he gets animated yeah. of course he opens his mouth and then like the the head is covered by hackathon's drawing and what was beautiful in the process of making this was that like the for is the skin of the bear like drawn and designed by Hakatao, it really is a skin of the 3d model it's like you don't draw on the model but if you open the whole drawing that they did it fits perfectly mm -hmm. as you like as you have to put the skin on this uh let's say like 3d oh, model that okay. you have yeah right. um and yeah so you know uh we did that for uh crisis and um uh, same concept now uh obviously very different situation but same concept for the mm. for the project with blondie we're like okay we have blondie you know, like they asked us to um, uh, collaborate um, on um, increasing. Oh, so, well, Blondie, Blondie came to Hackatow. Yeah, Blondie came a... to Hackatow. Okay. And like, let's right. do something together. And it really is a collaboration because um, 
Christine and Debbie Harris, they both created something for Hakatao's piece. So you have like mm -hmm. Christine uh, created a guitar um, instrumental a track and then Debbie um, read, wrote and read a, a poem um, on yeah. it uh, about this concept, which is called um, Hack the Borders. So, you know, the concept for Leonardo da Vinci was hack of a bear and now it's hack the border. So again, here we were like, you know, when you have someone like Blondie, which, which really is an Debbie, of course, like the front, um, yeah. who really is an icon. It's very difficult to understand where the, the encounter can happen. But we were like, okay, let's go, you know, behind the icon, what what she means and what they mean for fashion, culture, mm -hmm. um, you know, music and everything. And let's get straight to the spirit. So it's the punk rock movement. What were they doing at the time? Like, is, is this period right. still alive today? What would they do today? And if you follow Debbie, you know, she's still doing pretty much like herself. She's still doing... I mean, using uh, the same voice with a different language. For instance, like she's fighting for, you know, like uh, keeping the bees alive or to, you know, yeah. like uh, for the planet against pollution. So as you can see, it's the same concept that translates during time. And so we thought, right. you know, like until getting to crypto art, which, and I, uh, like I, I had this quote, I was like, what is the difference between, you know, like uh, punk movement and crypto art? Which one uh, wants to go outside of the box? Which, which one goes against uh, like a system, right? Structures, it's, it's, it's the same thing. And so this is how yeah. we proceeded uh, with, with this project. And the borders, of course, like the, you know, the borders and limits of everything, obviously more or less uh, uh, symbolic. Yeah, I think that's one um, one thing about the crypto space that is extremely exciting. You're not always sure when you're you've, you're at the beginning of a new movement until you meet the people who are part of that movement, and they're always the like the renegade, not renegades, it's just the people like you know I don't care about convention, I don't care about this. I have something that these are tools, and I can make something that is gets closer to what I want to make than I could otherwise. So I think that's. Um, you know, that's what I wasn't punk rock was <laughs> scarily before my time, but uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, but it's still, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a bunch of like, how, how old were they? 21, 22? Like that's Ooh. punk rock, like back in the, back oh, in the day. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's like you give a bunch of really talented young people tools and they're going to do something yeah. extremely cool with it. And that's not something you, you can necessarily, you know, when you get a little bit older, you know, it gets a little harder to <laughs> get a little harsh. To that. But so you can uh, still I think have spirit, a punk spirit. Yes. The punk, punk spirit, even if the you know punk execution has to slow down a little bit. But the, yeah, definitely. But it's it's exact same spirit, exact same people. Just some people choose music. Some people choose art, you know, visual art. It's, I think, same thing. So I think that's, you know, the fact that they found each other and that Blondie reached out. I think that just kind of speaks to the continuity that this movement draws people to. So yeah, and also you know, there's also another um, to demonstrate that art really is a continuum. Like this uh, portraits, these art pieces that Hakata created for uh, of Debbie, 
they are so if mm -hmm. uh, you remember the um, uh debbie Aries portrait on the andy warhol amiga you know very famous photo and so well so we you know we started from there just to start the narration uh -huh. and oh okay all right yes yeah and hakatao like yeah. uh you know so Andy Warhol was doing this with an Amiga in digital and everybody was like, what is, this is not an art piece. This is, you know, like a photo right. of digital and same thing here today with crypto art. And also there is this uh, nice coincidence of Warhol and Sergio of Hakatao who are born um, in the same day, the 6th of August. So it will be the day mm -hmm. where the drop will happen. But besides this, okay. you know, like really, again demonstrating and debbie is still debbie and she's still <laughs> at the center of very like experimental and punk art you know as she was in right. the right now with hakatao yeah yeah i think that's um so so you said that's coming out on august 6th and where will that be dropping uh nifty nifty gateway so for the last question we always ask the artists what mink gold dust means to them and because hakatao is using eleanor as their voice this is written in the first person. So this is us asking Hakatao, what does mint gold dust mean to you? We have a jar we keep of all the remains of the art materials we have used to create Hakatao's pieces. Pencil knobs, graphite, all are saved in a big jar. To us, this is our gold dust, the remnants and physical manifestation of the intangible experience of creation. While the physical or digital art piece is a tangible stop on the road of the inner life of an artist, it only represents a select window into the artist at that particular point in time. The otherwise worthless jar of used art materials is the gold dust, a constant reminder of the twists and turns and rewards in the journey of creation. However, Gold dust also has an intangible meaning to us. We believe that art originates from an unconscious well of memories and experiences, and it's those memories flowing from the subconscious that shapes and gives life to one's art. Art can never be created consciously. Rather, it arises from a subconscious place in a person that resists being explicitly pinned down, categorized, and defined. One's art is shaped by one's experiences and inclinations and then is molded and transformed by the artist's practiced skill as it makes its way to transform its medium, whether that medium is physical or digital. Therefore, gold dust is not only what remains, but also what informs, creates and gives value to the future. And it is invaluable. Thank you again for joining us on the Mint Goldust podcast. And thank you to Hakatao for allowing Eleonora to be their voice. Hakatao is one of Mint Goldust's eight Genesis artists, and they are creating an art piece centered around the theme of gold dust, which will premiere on mintgoldust.com at Mint Goldust launch. Thank you again, and we will see you next time.